What's going on, guys? You're listening to 30 Minute Convo. Today we're with Sloan P, Sloan Gang. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, boys? How's it going out here, man? I'm doing all right, man. How's quarantine been for you? Uh-huh. It's been good, man. I've been working, man, like everybody else should be. It's a yeah. lot of time to figure out who you are and what you want to, what kind of music you want to put out here. It's gonna be a long summer, man. For sure, man. What have you been? What have you been working on? What's been some of the things that you've been? Uh, like uh, right, trying to right correct. Now, I'm working with two artists right now. That's a uh, Lou B and Cam Reed. Uh, we got we got a new mixtape coming out. Uh, it's gonna be called uh, a late summer. Okay, wh- when's that coming out? It's somewhere around June, July. I'm trying to see what's going on with this uh, quarantine. So okay. whenever they lift this uh, quarantine, stay in the house thing. I have a date for you. For sure. How'd you get in touch with these guys? What's your relationship like with them, the guys that you're making this project with? Uh, I actually met them through work, man. And they heard one of my tracks. They, I brought them in the booth, and then they went crazy. So I brought them on the team. What's, what's your uh, What's your team about? Tell Tell everybody what Sloan Gang, Sloan P, what's that all about for you, man? All right, so Sloan Gang is basically a... It's a family, man. You know, everybody hear gang and they think of, like, negative. I think of gang and I think of family. So that's where that originated from. It's about, we just trying to put music out there and people can listen to again, you know? Lyrical music. Yeah. You know what I mean? For everybody sure. like party music. We trying to put some words out there for the people. How did that How did that all start for you? How did you originate the Sloan Gang? Who was with you when that all started and everything like that? Uh, I started with family. And little by little, my family, my family didn't want to be into music anymore, so I just took it. It's just me right now. I mean, so it started with me. Started mm-hmm. it by myself, basically. What was the motivation to do that? Like, what what point were you at in your life that you decided to, uh, like, what was the influence to do that? Uh, basically, I just was uh, looking for a name, man, you know? Something to, something to rep without... Like, Bloods, Crips, you know what I mean? Everybody was a family gang. I ain't had nothing to, you know, call my own. Yeah. So, yeah, I came, I came up with Sloan Gang. Sloan is my last name. Okay. So, that's where that came from. So, it's basically my family last name. So, I took it and ran with it. For sure. So, my man. Take, take us back to uh, when you first started rapping. Like, what, <laughs> what was the... <laughs> that's funny. What, that's funny, bro. <laughs> so, uh, I started with one of my friends back in, what, about when I was 10 years old? Uh, about, what, 1997? And uh, my grandmother had a little karaoke machine in her house. And I just, you know, started doing uh, playing with the mic. And then I made a mistake and recorded over her gospel track. Damn. <laughs> one of her cassette tapes. I recorded over it. She was pissed, dude. That's something, man. That's crazy. So, yeah, that was one of the first times I laid my first song down. I forgot the name of the song, but it was about one of my uh, one of my classmates. That's funny. How old were you at that point? About 10, 11. Wow, that's that's young. Yeah, dude. I never, I didn't take it serious until I was about seventeen. Yeah. So For the most part. Who were some right of the? Now, my bad, man. Keep going. Again? Keep going. Keep going. Uh, for the most part, I just uh, I'm a 
I'm locked in now. It's over for that. I'm saying this is I'm in full throttle right now, dude. What made that happen for you? Like, at what point did you decide that I gotta really start going, going hard and taking seeing, this? Seeing all my friends out here and certain uh certain rappers now, man. It's just like this, the millennials today, man. There's a certain, there's a handful of young kids that's rapping now that that's really talented. Then you got the other ones that just, to me, is just saying a bunch of jibber jabbers. <laughs> yeah, who who's some of those guys for you? You got any names? <laughs> Six nine. <laughs> yeah, that's one. Uh, mostly everybody with colorful hair. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. I feel that way too, man. Sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. there's some people right now in the game that uh, are just not really in it for the actual rapping portion of it. But right. when when you was growing up, since you're a little bit older than I am, and you're a little bit older than a lot of the people that I've had on so far. What is, like, the difference between... Well, first of all, who are some of those guys that you grew up with? Nas, Jadakiss, Styles P, Lil Wayne, yeah. Biggie, Tupac, you know, the normal, the, the kings, the ones that's considered kings, man. Then you got the Big L, 50 Cent, that's another one, Eminem. I'm like, that's my generation right there, that. And back then, the difference between then and now to me is, we really, back then they had, like, you could put a visual to their, their raps, you know? Yeah. You, you could hear a story inside their rap. Now, just like, they rapping about what they got, money, drugs, and all that, you know what I mean? So, to me, that's the biggest difference. No one's lyrical anymore. Yeah. I feel like there is a couple of guys, and I, I do think that the game will start to turn back around in the sense that, like, um... People are starting to become more lyrical, and I honestly feel like, I want to get your take on this too, I feel like people rap, well, I feel like everybody raps differently, right? So, there might have been people that grew up when you were growing up that were just speaking jibber-jabber, but you guys as fans, as people that listen to rap and whatever you were listening to, you guys didn't allow those people to get to the top. You know what I'm saying? And I think... Uh, I hear you, yes. yes and I think point, there's, there's people that that rap real shit now, there's just the same amount of people that rap real shit now as there was back then, but I think us as fans, being immature fans, we yeah. don't we don't let those people come to the top, and I think that's the that's the biggest difference. Do you see that as one of the biggest differences between now and then? That's a good point. I really do, dude. Uh, times change. We, right now, we got a lot of social media, uh, a lot of, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and everything. So everybody's about that quick action. So I, I got, I could agree with that. I can see that for sure. What What was like the thing back then, though? Because I know now it's it's like about clout and making sure you right. get like a high view on like Instagram as opposed to actually getting the the streams and the real like diehard fans. What do you think motivated people like when you were a kid? Like instead of instead of people being motivated by Instagram followers, because there was no wow. Instagram, what do you think yeah, people... Yeah, what do you think people... That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it got to be, let me see, back then, it, I think it was more about sales, CD sales, or just... It was clout. I mean, it had to be clout, but on what level? That's a good-ass question. <laughs> I, I think it was more of uh, just getting your name out there. CD sales, you know, mixtapes. Because hey, if you look at Jada Kiss and Styles P, they was the king of mixtapes, dude. 
Yeah. And then you look at Lil Wayne, another one, King of Mixtapes. There's not really no mixtapes going out right now. No one buying CDs, so it's hard to put your, get your mixtapes out there. So now everybody just using social media. So but, I, I don't know. That's a good question, bro. A guy like Lil Wayne, though, this is a, like it is a value of who's listening too. A guy like Lil Wayne, do you think he would be okay with having the fan base of somebody like Six Nine, who most of his fans are like thirteen-year-old white kids? Do you think a guy like Lil Wayne would be okay with that? Because I think for him, it's more than the number of people, and it's it's less th- it's less than the number of people. It's more of like the type of people, you know? Yes. See, uh, I actually saw an interview with Wayne, and uh, basically, it, it, he words is words, dude. You go to school, you learn these words. If you really listen to Wayne, you can tell he's very educated, dude. So it depends on your kid. It depends on how mature your kid is to have your kid listening to, you know what I mean? Yeah, for uh, sure. I feel like, all right, so let's take uh, somebody like Lil Uzi Vert. He's very smart, dude. That guy went to school, and you can hear it in his raps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, as opposed to someone like Six Nine, you can tell he, he. You know what I mean? How long you been? In, did you finish school, dude? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, some people would argue that it is smart what Six Nine does, but I think a lot of people like. I'll even ask this question for you: Would you be okay with having? like the negative clout that he has even though it is clout like i think some people as a man respect themselves too much to to let themselves get to that point where they're kind of begging for attention like and i don't see i see you as somebody who wouldn't even want that type of attention because you grew up around the ogs and people like that would you even like let that happen to yourself even if it meant you're making more money like you're getting more views is it necessarily right. like the right thing to have? How would you feel about having that type of? No, you know I call that selling your soul, dude. And that's one thing I preach to these these, these two kids I just signed, Lou and uh, Cam. Uh, they're they about eighteen, nineteen years old. I'm thirty three, dude. Mm. And I preach to them. We if if I ask them this one question, if someone told us we'll give y'all guys a million dollars each to sign to us, and we own your, your your records and blah, blah, blah. And I asked them that question, and they said no. And I agree with that. That's selling your soul, dude. I won't sell my soul for no clout, bro. For no type of money, no nothing. And especially nowadays, because you can promote yourself very easily through Instagram. And you don't mm-hmm. need to, through Instagram, SoundCloud, you put your shit out there and somebody finds yep. it. Free advertisement, like word to mouth. I think... And now, especially even more, even more than it has ever been, you don't sign to a label if you really believe in yourself. Because that's really right. just if you take that label deal, what you're really telling yourself is, I believe that this amount of money is more money than I would ever be able to ever make. Yes. Yeah. So that's a fact, dude. Yeah, and I also wanted to ask, since you just brought up signing those two artists, I. I I've interviewed other people before that they sign artists and they also have their own career like you. Right. And they are so much more proud of signing artists and that was like such a bigger step in their career. What is like, is that a more proud moment for you signing people or do you... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because so, let's take it back a little bit. So I used to call myself, I used to, this was my slogan. I'm not a rapper, I just write a lot of shit. 
because I, I write nonstop, dude, nonstop. Mm. And sometimes that gets boring. And one of the main reasons I jumped into a full throttle how I am now is because of these two. They, they, they motivated me again, man. I just like to see young kids to be motivated. If I had someone backing me while I was growing up and pushing me to do this, I think I'd have been more than what I am right now. So I told them, I'm, I'm 100% invested in them. I just need them to dedicate themselves and don't stop. Just keep going. How, how did that present itself to you, though, signing signing uh, young kids like that? Because that's, that's like a special thing to be able to do. So we sat down. All right, the guy works with me. He came to my house one time to hear a few tracks. He jumped on every single track of mine, dude. I'm talking about he freestyled on every single track. Mm-hmm. And I told him, hey, man, we got to work. And then he came back over the next day with another guy, and he was just as be- just as good as us. And I told him, hey, man. This is something we're going to do. And just for them to have backing, I just told them, hey, man, if y'all come on the Sloan game, I'll back you 100% free studio time, blah, blah, blah. And that's how basically it went down with them two. So so do you think that y'all are in a point where you both benefit each other like at an equal amount, that they, they bring a lot to you because of the way that you said, like they bring that youth to you and they like energize you to make music yes, and, and you get them that studio yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because I honestly think they're better than me, man, or they can be better than me, put it that way. Yeah. And, and, and I almost wanted just to give them, like I just want to be a ghostwriter for them. They motivated me to stay in there and I'm telling you, dude, we made magic, man. We got three songs out right now we're working on. That's Miss Me, Somebody, and uh, Ride Tonight. And it's magic, dude. Like, the first four hours in the studio, we did four songs, man. That don't happen every day, man, you know? Yeah, definitely It, it takes some people a week to come up with a song or finish a song. We was, we was running through these songs, so I know it's magic with these two. Yeah. And you know what's, what sure. sticks out to me is that you were saying, like, that you think that they'll be better than you or they might be better than you now or that they will be. And you right. see, you seemed excited about that. And I think a lot of people have an opposite view on that and they try to hold on to, you know, being better than the people that, that they have signed or, or their son right. or anybody below them. What goes behind that mindset of like wanting the younger generation to do better than you? Cause that is the right way of thinking kind of. So to me, man, I, I got kids. So, that's just like my son who plays basketball. I'm going to push him. I look at any any young man that's growing up, I, I, I expect to be a father figure to them. You know what I mean? We all we all grown men, and we, we're going to be a grown man at some point. You mm-hmm. know, they're 18, still live with their parents, but they still need guidance, man. And like I said, without, I didn't have nobody to back me, so I just want to be there for somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. That make me more happy to see them achieve their goals than me achieving my goals. Yeah, that that's really the right way to think about it. I think a it lot is, of people, a lot of people don't. A lot of people, you see, a lot of the old heads that uh that are into rap, and I don't call everybody your age or people that grew up like with the '90s music. I don't call them all old heads. I use right. that I use that term for the people who are so stuck in their ways. You know what I'm saying, like. It, it it's cool to be like um to be a fan of your generation over ours 
But when it gets to that point of like you really just want to you want to drag everything that we do down because right, even right, even even though you like guys like Naz, I'm sure more than someone like maybe Roddy Rich, I'm sure you'd be the first to say that there are young kids. When you take away the guys like Six Nine and all the foolish people, I'm sure that you'd be the first to admit that some of these guys are very talented. The ones coming up, some of them do have a chance to be better than some of the guys that you grew up around. Would you say that's, that's true? That's for sure. That's for sure. Cause you gotta think about it. Just like the NBA, dude. Who who's gonna be the next one after LeBron? Or who who was the next one after Jordan? So there's always gonna be someone next up. Yeah, there's gotta I, be somebody. I believe, I, I believe Jay Z didn't even start how he's how he in, how he is like how he ended off. You know, everyone has a start point and a finish point. And I think you get better with age, <laughs> honestly. For sure, <laughs> yeah. That experience and everything, and right, right, and I think and a lot of people. Touch on Roddy yeah. Rich is really good. Yeah, he is, and he's. I like him, and he is part of the reason why I always say, um, guys like him and a boogie. I think, yeah. I think those two like lead the way for um, for rap to start to turn around a little bit because I think rap hit an all time low about three or four years ago in terms he of goes. like. In, yeah, in, yeah, exactly. In, in terms of like the quality of music, I think hit an all-time low about three or four years ago, and that's why I'm such a big fan of those two because I think those two are starting to like really lead the way of like dragging it out of the mud of like the the quality of music does have to be at least at least decent. You right. can't just come out be with cr- creative. I yes, need some creativity, man. Yeah. Exactly. Do you do you see it the same way I do about rap starting to pick back up again? With the quality I of music, mean, it it depends on where and where you where and what you're listening to. Because I've been to places where I was like, God, this is so bad. Yeah, this is just bad. And then I've been in other places when with the same environment, but the music was like, you know, you can hear the difference. So it just depends. Because down in I'm in Georgia right now, dude. All they play is trap music. That gets corny to me sometimes, man. I, uh, I want to hear something. I want to hear you tell a story. Uh, another guy, I, I don't know. You, you know anything about uh, Rick the Ruler? Slick Rick? Yeah, I've heard of the, Slick Rick, the yeah. The best storyteller ever. But if you go listen to it right now, it just sound like, oh my God, it's dragging. But that's what I want to hear. Yeah, I mean, like, that, that's just a different that type style. Of storytelling and mix it with, with y'all millennial stuff. You know what I mean? Do something like that. And that's what I hear in A Boogie. That's yeah. what I hear out of Roddy Rich. There's a few more. I can't come over the top of my head right now, but there's a lot of, yeah. a lot of good young kids out here, man. And I, I think the potential is through the roof for kids because of the reason that they, they were... Anybody that's going into rap right now, like the two kids that you just signed, the, the two 18-year-olds or 18 and 19-year-olds, um, they have the opportunity to look at all music all time and take what they want out of everything. So if they yes. want to tell a story like they used to do in the 90s, be lyrical like Biggie and Pac was, and then at the same time throw in the melodies and the flows that someone like A Boogie uses, and then at the yes. same time use that differentness that like someone like Kanye used and put their own voice into it, you have so many things to like pick off of that I think it puts them in, in such a good position. Whereas when you were growing up, like rap didn't really... Rap wasn't what it was until you started to get a little bit older. Am I wrong when I say right. that? Nah, nah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And you, and that's why you can hear people like, uh, what was this guy? Uh, not Swiss Beats. Oh, man. 
tip of my tongue. What's his name? Uh, what's the Swiss Beats? He got into it one of the Migos because he, he said they're, they're corny and the Migos got mad. I, they are corny, and I think I think some of yeah. them know that they are. I think some of them know that, and I, it's frustrating for me because I think a lot of them know that there's people out there that make better music than them that will never make it. Yeah, and that's it's the ad libs and they and they uh the way they talk. They talk like like the, the southern accent. It's the accent and the ad libs. That's it. I heard them on Hot Nine Seven doing freestyles. Terrible. Terrible. I know, and what what sucks about music is a lot of people are not being pressured the way in sports. If you watch something like basketball, if you want to know who the best player in the world is, you go and watch the playoffs, or you go and watch the finals, or you go and watch the All Star game, and you have these events where like athletes can be put up against each other, and basketball players can really prove who's the best. But I think in rap, there's so much to hide behind. You can hide behind your numbers. And numbers sometimes don't mean everything. You can hide behind the yeah. fact that not everybody can freestyle, but that's okay sometimes because these guys can sit in the booth, like you said. Like some people take three months to make a song, right. and nobody knows that that, that that song took three months for you, and someone like Juice World would have made that song in an hour. Yeah. Yes. So, so you have Correct. no idea how long oh. these guys take. There's no pressure for them to ever like show out in a big moment. All they have to do is consistently drop albums and just chase clout from little kids that don't right. really know anything about music to get their numbers. Yeah, so just to go back to the difference between back when I was growing up and now, I don't think they, back then, it was really all about your image. I mean, people like LL Cool J needed that image because he was like the ladies man, you know, genuine. But image nowadays is everything, dude. It's everything. It'd be hard for you to Show who you are without an image. You could have all the balls. You could be lyrical, but if you have an image, I think you'll be pushed to the backbone, to the back of the, you know, back of the pack. But what is what is there now to really test that person's image? Because back when, back in the '90s, if if you called yourself a gangster or if you called yourself the best rapper in the world, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure I'm sure somebody will call you out in the game, right? Oh, Where, for sure. Whereas today. Whereas today, a lot of guys say that they're from poverty. They say that they're from the hood. They say that they're gang members or whatever whatever the case is. And that's honestly false for about 40% of the people. And they never get called out on it because that's just not the way that rap works nowadays. And I think the guys that do call people out are just kind of pushed to the back burners because that's not like what the kids want to see. Yeah. yeah and, I, yep, and I, I agree with that. And that's, that's basically what I was saying. If you don't have an image, <laughs> you get no, you don't get no play, dude. I tell you, six nine went where he was because of his image, the yeah. things he portrayed. Six, uh, there's a few of them out there. Six dude. nine, six nine wouldn't have lasted back then, though. I don't think because I think somebody would have put somebody would have put him on blast right away. I don't think that's a fact. I don't think the act would have been able to like last as long as it did. What do you think? Like Ja Rule, like Ja Rule, Fifty shut him down ASAP. Yeah. called Ja Rule out in the Ja Rule career. So, yeah, it wouldn't have lasted. No way. No way. Money, money. I think money just... <laughs> money is the root of all evil, brother. <laughs> Sorry to say. It, it really is. Because more and more our society came on, uh, used these social media platforms 
that's where you see six, people like Six Nine being being able to last. That's what that's from, bro. Money. He was protected because of money. Yeah, he was cr- where he was at because of money. It's crazy so, because money money comes from sometimes the wrong thing. If, if you get positive views or negative views, if you just get that click on your music, that's bringing in money. Somebody could be watching your music for any type of reason now. They could be watching your music because they hate you or they heard about you a little bit and they don't have to like it. There's no like button on Apple Music or Spotify or anything. Once you you clicked on that song, you're putting money in his pockets. Yeah. I want to go back to to your career for a little while. Um, Yeah, And we were talking... The other day when you were showing me all those songs, um, you were showing me that Miss Me song and everything like that, and right. you were saying you're going to blow up after quarantine and this is all going to come together after quarantine. What do you think What do you think had to happen for this to all come together? What do you think was missing so far that, that didn't allow you to blow up yet? Ooh, I think I still was trying to figure out what... Where do I fit in with the way the rap game was changing? And I'm glad we was talking about that because that's a big part of why I stopped. I had a, I have a problem with just because this is the way the rap game is going. So I'm going to go this way. I could tell in my music from when I was writing in 2000 to now, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. So, so I was stuck in between, should I go and show the world that I can rap like this and then come out with my lyrical stuff or come out who I am and just go from there. Yeah, I I think that tears a lot of people because when you look at both sides of it, if you try to stay stuck in stuck in the old ways, it's like, oh, he's not adapting. He can't adapt to the new music and the new flow. And and you got to be able to adapt to change in this game because this game changes every year. And then on the other side of it, it's like you don't believe that this is the best way that you can yes. make your music. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who are torn in that sense because there's a lot of people I think now who are young uh, that are that are in the same shoes as you where they, they like old school music better, but it's like, are people going to think that... Times is. Yes. Yeah, are people going to think that this is not... Like, I'm not capable of doing... Right. Of what, so do you think you figured that out by now? Like, which yes, one... Sir. And that's that's the biggest. That's one of the reasons I I'm so I fell in love with these two kids because you got to think about it. They're millennials, but they love music so much. They are also lyrical. So we by us getting together, we found a way to blend that together, and I'm loving it right now. So that, that's where I'm at right now. I fig I feel like I figured it out on how to get the best of both worlds, and I believe this is gonna be epic, dude. Yeah, that that sounds special to me with that that collab of you and the young kids. Yes. So yes, uh, I want to give you one last chance to just give yourself a shout out on IG and and tell everybody what you're working on and when they can expect music from you. So get it all out now before we wrap it up. All right, it's Sloan P. Hit me up on SoundCloud, Sloan P. Sloan Gang. Uh, you can hit up Cam Reed, Cam Official on Instagram. New music coming out, Miss Me, Somebody, Ride Tonight, All Platforms, Mid-July. All right, man. All right, man. I really appreciate you calling in. I'm going to talk to you soon, all right, man? I appreciate that, boss, man. Uh, Be safe. My man. Yes, sir.
Alright guys, that was Sloan P, Sloan Gang. Go check him out on IG. Um, he's getting ready to go crazy, so make sure you don't miss out on that. Make sure you guys check us out on IG if that's not where you came from. Check us out on SoundCloud. Um, hit that follow button. And hit the follow button on SoundCloud too. I know a lot of you guys watch the watch the podcast but you're not subscribed on soundcloud only on instagram so make sure you uh subscribe on soundcloud too uh youtube's coming up soon make sure you buy some merch and uh, i'll see you on the next one